Hello everybody and welcome to the ESI Digest. I'm the sub-editor of Esports Insider, Tom Daniels, and we'll be running through the bigger stories of the esports business sector this week. And uh, yeah, as it's kind of coming to a close now, this is going to be the final ESI Digest of the year. We're going to be taking a little bit of a hiatus, refresh the batteries, come better than hopefully ever in 2021. So today we've got five stories. We're going to conclude it with five. I think we've been doing five most of the week now, most of the other episodes now anyway. We've got We Play Esports launching the WUFL, a new tournament brand with Alexander Yusek. We've also got ESL hosting the Wild Rift tournament in Malaysia and Thailand in 2021. Lookbox debuting on the TSX Venture Exchange. And then a couple of kind of esports facility news as well. One with Fate Esports and Orange and then also Red Bull Racing Esports as well. So, yeah, a lot to get into. As I said at the beginning, the first story of this ESI Digest is We Play Esports, basically launching the WUFL. It stands for We Play Ultimate Fighting League. Now, they've not just launched it by themselves, they've launched it in partnership with boxing champion Cruiserweight, undisputed world boxing champion, actually, Alex, uh, Alexander Yusek. I'm going to give a little bit more details, actually, of what this uh, fighting league is. What they have described it as is a top-tier fighting game community title tournament. What they have confirmed to Esports Insider is the fact that these are the following titles, which um, I'm guessing people will be competing in, essentially. And those are Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, and Mortal Kombat 11. So very, very popular, you would say, fighting game titles. They've also said that they will not rule out other titles in the future, but it seems that that's what they're focusing on. I think that this is actually a really, really interesting partnership because from what we've seen and what we've kind of been told is that we play esports is essentially going to be the 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 kind of the driving force behind this league but also they're going to have their own dedicated team which will specifically be working on the uh, wufl not much has kind of been said about what usex's role is but apparently he's a, he's going to be a major figure in it i think it's really interesting to kind of see a professional fighter go into obviously a fighting game esports tournament organizational role which is i think really really smart it's really relevant obviously i don't think there's too much of a crossover if i'm being honest between boxing and fighting games but if you kind of look at it systematically you would say that those are the two partners which would probably work together the most and, and will be the most uh, ease of transition a bit similar i would say to a footballer going into fifa for example I'm really looking forward to this. I think more kind of top tier fighting game tournaments is going to be good for the community. It's good for obviously the professionals. It builds the ecosystem up. And yeah, as soon as we get more details on it, I'd like to know a lot more about how it's being, going to be structured. But the announcement is that there is going to be a kind of a new, hopefully premier um, fighting game mixed tournament, mixed title tournament in 2021. Now, we've talked to the past in, in previous ESI Digest kind of about Riot Games and how they're building kind of an esports ecosystem outside of League of Legends. We've seen it with Valorant. We've seen it with kind of with TFT and that's starting to get built a little bit more. And same with Legends of Rune Terror as well. And now we're going to be starting seeing it with what is yet another kind of game, but it's a game variant, I would say, in this one, in Wild Rift, which is the console and, I believe, the mobile version of League of Legends. What has actually occurred here is ESL have announced that they will be running Wild Rift tournaments in Malaysia and Thailand as an official partner of Riot Games throughout 2021. While I think that this isn't significant, I would say, to a lot of people because it's in Malaysia and Thailand, I think that this is actually kind of a indication, I think, of how we're going to see 
even more Wild Rift tournaments kind of be created. It's a big partner, I think, to have in kind of that region. ESL have already said that they've wanted to kind of have even more of a global expansion. And I guess tapping into Malaysia and Thailand is, is one way of doing that. Uh, in addition, ESL will also host Wild Rift tournaments, uh, a collegiate Wild Rift tournament, sorry, in Thailand next year as well. Um, they also kind of explain what the competitive circuit would be. So right off the bat, like I said, the Wild Rift is, has not been going on that long. It, um, it's just recently been released, if I'm correct. So the fact that they're already kind of building an esports uh, ecosystem around it, what, no matter how big or how small it is, kind of emphasizes how, for me, Riot Games has always been esports first kind of, along with the popularity of the game. And I, and I think that's kind of a different approach than what you're seeing with a, a lot of other games. So the competitive circuit uh, is expected to begin in April 2021 for Malaysia and Thailand. There'll be an open qualifier system to identify the best teams in the each respective region. And then also the local champions will advance to represent their country in a larger Southeast Asian regional tournament. So again, not much more not much more information has been shared, but it's interesting to see Wild Rift already kind of secure a major, major partner in ESL to be a tournament organizer. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, what kind of happen in Europe or in other aspects where perhaps Wild Rift could be a big hit. A little bit of a brief story now, but I did want to kind of touch on Lookbox entering the TSX Venture Exchange. Basically them going public and going onto the stocks. I think that this is a huge kind of news, not only for Lookbox, but for kind of esports. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more esports organizations. A little bit more of information on this is that it's the real Look Group, so Lookbox's parent company, which has been lit, made its debut on Toronto's TXC Venture Exchange. The trading under the ticket look. Uh, the esports betting company is aiming to look to loosely gain around a market capitalization of around 16 million pounds. I think that this is kind of a sign where we're seeing with esports organizations looking at different forms of investment. We've seen it with crowdfunding, we see it with private ve private venture firms, and now we're seeing it kind of with stock markets and with public venture and, and public investment. So really interested to kind of keep a note on this, and I did want to include it but yeah, I think it's great for Lookbox and we'll have to see how it goes. I think it's time now to talk about some esports facilities in our last two stories. And so the first one which we're going to be talking about is Orange and Fate Esports. Now, what has been unveiled is the fact that Orange and Fate Esports have partnered in a strategic partnership to create, and it's called the Orange Gaming Hub. Hub. So it is a esports training facility. I think it's 10 person. So it's, it's not like in terms of the expansion of what we, we've seen from like other training facilities, it's a, a little bit more of a short, a smaller training facility, but it's the reasoning behind it, which I think is really, really interesting. So firstly, it's set in Jordan, which is where Fate Esports is based. I think that kind of follows what Fate Esports is kind of, um, ethos is in trying to build the ecosystem in Jordan and in and in those regions surrounding it. And I think Orange as well are kind of looking at, at Jordan and, and other kind of Middle Eastern territories and thinking, how can they grow esports? And so this is why they've created an esports training facility. Not only will it be used exclusively kind of for fate esports players, will they be able to train, will they be able to do activations, you know, create content. And I believe that Fate is also wanting to bring the international players into Jordan as well so they can use the training facilities when COVID permits, I'm guessing. But also Orange is going to be using the uh, training facilities in order to kind of have the to tournaments hosted there, the semifinals and the finals, and to create kind of 
more opportunities for Jordanian players in the esports ecosystem. This is huge, I think, for Fate especially, because not only are they kind of developing the ecosystem around them, but then they're also getting scouting basically not for free but basically getting scouting of some of the best kind of local talents which they can get around and it again kind of builds how especially in the middle east there's this growing esports professionalization which is currently occurring in the sense of more of a, a an organized structure because the player base has actually kind of been roughly always been there but there's never been that solid structure these solid solid kind of facilities such as the gaming hub which have never really been in place prior to this. What is also huge is the fact that they've already announced that HyperX is the peripheral sponsor of the facility. So they've already garnered a sponsor straight away, straight off the back. So it's a huge news, I think, for, for Jordan, but it's also a huge news for uh, Middle East and esports because it kind of shows how that development is continuing to go, despite the fact that, let's be honest, a facility right now probably isn't it isn't a short-term thing with the way that the world is and the world the world has been in twenty twenty in twenty twenty. But in 2021, it's definitely something which will be used and it's it's a definitely investment for the future. So we've gone to the Middle East and now it's time to go to Milton Keynes. Let's go back home. Let's go back to the UK, which finished the story of a UK story. And so Red Bull Esports Racing Team have announced that they have created a sim racing facility in Milton Keynes, England. They've kitted this out with probably some of the the best technology which you could actually get in terms of sim racing. All those sim racing drivers will be using the facility. Um, they've said that they'll be using them leading up to the major competitions in terms of training. But they've also said that in some cases, probably because of offline events being a lot more um, prominent, I would say right now, though they'll all be also be using it to compete. This is actually open to the public as well. They'll be doing open public uh, kind of tours i think as well where you can see kind of how the drivers train but then you can also i believe in certain days even go into the facility and use kind of the equipment as well i think that this is kind of major for sim racing esports we've kind of talked about how the fate esports kind of facility is good for them i think that while this is great for red bull will definitely give them i would say a competitive edge over a lot of sim racing organizations now it also kind of further pushes this growth of this sim racing community and i think if there's kind of one community which has really developed as an esports ecosystem, you'd probably say that it was sim racing in 2020. The fact that you've had like BMW Motorsport also say that they're continuing to invest in sim racing esports, for me shows that there, this is kind of a esport which maybe isn't going to reach like the top levels of like a, a, a League of Legends or a Call of Duty, but he's certainly on the rise and he's, and he's certainly developing itself, I believe, in the right steps. And this facility is the exact same steps which you would expect you know every kind of esports organization to make so it's interesting to see sim racing also get that attention and that was the final story on the esi digest the final story of the esi digest in 2020 um i just want to say thank you for everybody who's been watching these in 2021 we're going to try and improve a lot more i think i, I don't know if you've realized but every kind of episode i've added a little bit more uh, tech, you know, different microphone, different camera, um, lighting's probably going to come soon eventually. That's what I'm hoping to get for Christmas anyway. But yeah, I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope everybody has a really good 2021. And this has been the ESI Digest and we'll see you next year.